we can trigger them with a joke, we get them talking and opening up. And as salespeople at that point, we become the listeners. Mm-hmm. And we, we get them to sort of spill their guts, to open up because we've really touched on something. And at that point, we're listening. And once we, the more we listen, the better position we will be to prescribe the right solution to their problem. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I have John Selig on the show, and we're going to be talking about selling with comedy, using humor to seal the deal. Welcome to the show, John. This is awesome. Thank you for having me, Steve. Absolutely. So, John offers, just by way of introduction, uh, John offers comedy writing for sales teams, trainings, and workshops for salespeople. He was in sales for over 12 years before he started performing stand up comedy. John, uh, when did you get the idea to mix comedy and sales? How'd that happen? Uh, good question. Uh, I you know, was performing stand-up comedy and I decided to true pursue my true passion, which wasn't comedy. It was not selling software, uh, which was my day job at the time. Uh, and uh, I actually started another project, not in the world of comedy, kind of associated with travel and social impact. And, you know, it was a bit of a, a cool idea, innovative idea. And I decided to put that down. And uh, I had a choice when that project wrapped up. Um, do I go back and, and sell full time uh, or do I kind of double down on the fact that, you know, stand up comedy is the one thing that whenever I told people how I spend my time in my life, um, it made their ears perk up and they, they leaned forward and they wanted to know more. I could tell them I was selling Oracle ERP or data warehousing solutions to CIOs who were seeking robust reporting and analytics. Uh, <laughs> That never got me very far. Um, right. Not too many people knew what the hell I was talking about, uh, including myself quite a bit of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to kind of marry my two backgrounds. And, and why is that? Because uh, sales is stand-up comedy without the two-drink minimum. Um, you know, and comedy is sales with, with a much crappier comp plan. The two, there's so <laughs> many parallels. And when I first started doing stand-up comedy, which... To be clear, I, I took a class, which I didn't even know was a stand-up comedy class. I thought it was a comedy writing class, and I would perhaps write some sketches with some people in the class and maybe produce video. That was something I always really loved. And, but I decided to just kind of follow the course of action of the class, which was you're going to get up on stage every week. You're going to deliver. You're going to, I'm going to assign you some homework. The teacher was a stand-up comedian. He'd give us some homework to do. We, we'd get up on stage and sort of read our homework. And... You know, you're trying to see are you getting reactions out of your classmates? And I wasn't, but it reminded me a lot of cold calling and how, you know, we pick up the phone, we dial, we hit someone with a message or they don't answer at all or they hang up on us. And it's just, it's a lot of failure. It's a lot of, um, you need a lot of resilience to keep moving forward. Um, And I had done everything from cold calling inside sales and field sales. And it reminded me a lot of when I was delivering a presentation to an executive team who didn't want to be there because, you know, I was the third vendor that procurement forced them to look at. And so these, these kind of middle-aged folks were in a room and I was this younger guy and they all had their arms folded like, what's, what's this, what's this kid going to tell us? 
who, who is he? Well, why are we here? We, we know we're buying those other guys. But I would make them laugh early on, and they would unfold their arms, and they, they would all of a sudden warm up to me and be more receptive to my message. So when I was doing stand-up, it felt like I need to figure out how to get these people, um, who are my peers at this time, to unfold their arms and pay more attention to me and, and amp up my message a little bit. So I saw all these parallels really early on between sales and stand-up. And I really, after doing stand-up for eight years, um, it's made me a better salesperson. And, um, you know, sales, my, 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 my time in sales um, allowed me in short to become a stand-up comic and push through all the adversity that that gig um, rams down our throats. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've always wanted to take stand-up comedy classes specifically to get better at leadership and sales. Um, I guess there's three things I've wanted to do. I've wanted to take uh, like stand-up comedy classes. I've wanted to do like a Toastmasters type thing. And I've wanted to do um, the uh, improv classes. And I've never done any of them, but I've always wanted to. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of ambition, Steve. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an ambitious person. I just never actually get anything done because because uh, I, I, I just I just get to run the software company. That's all they let me do. So they don't let me out of my cage. They keep me in my cage. Um, but uh, I've, I have always genuinely wanted to to take some courses in this, and and I and I've and I've I've always thought that it would make me a stronger leader and and salesperson and. Um, but, well, I, I guess why don't I ask you, why should a salesperson use comedy in sales? So there's, there's a couple of key reasons which spring to mind. First and foremost, as a salesperson, you're trying to get your prospects' attention. And we live in this era of hyper-segmented um, products and services. And there's a million vendors trying to reach our prospects. So if you could deliver your own value proposition or articulate that you understand the prospect's pain and challenge, through, you know, I'll use the term joke because, um, you, you know, we can call it humor, just being funny, great. But I teach classic joke writing and how to apply that to sales messaging. But if you can capture your prospect's attention with a joke that really demonstrates an understanding of um, a problem which you can solve for them and they laugh, they're going to go, that's funny because it's true. We're, we're struggling with it right now. Or worst case, we struggled with it a while ago. Either way, you're being relatable. Uh, and you're getting their attention. So that's the first thing. You're, you're able to separate yourself um, from, from all the competitors that are trying to get your prospects' attention. And, you know, I already mentioned it, but the second point is a good joke will enable you to start more and have better conversations simply because your prospect, like I said, is going to say that's funny because it's true. Um, and then the sort of the third, um, the third big reason why humor is really important is our attention spans have dwindled, right? So um, technology, which we're using right now, has, has whittled down our focused attention span to less than eight seconds, and that's less than a goldfish. Um, and our, our, I wish that was a joke. That is so true. And our sustained attention span, which is how long we can roughly pay attention to things, um, you know, we're going in and out a little bit, but we're, we're, we're pretty much paying attention, is, is 18 minutes, which coincidentally, whether people realize it or not, is the length of a TED talk. So a good joke is, is a great hook to reel people's attention spans back in, rein it in and, and reset them. So at the 15 minute mark, let's say you have an hour long presentation, great idea, figure out a way to get their attention uh, every 15 minutes or so, whether if it's with a, a cartoon on a PowerPoint slide, if it's a joke, if it's a short video, 
whatever it is, your prospects, they can't focus for that long. So that's the third impactful way that humor um, can really um, uh, impact the sales cycle. Excellent. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's uh, as you were speaking, I was kind of reminded of, um, of Mad Men and you, you have the, the account manager and, and you have the, the person who actually does the, does the advertising and the copywriting and then you, you have the, the executive in the room and they're selling to the client and a big, at least, you know, in the classic way of selling from the 60s, you know, they, they were, uh, the, 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 the account man was kind of in charge of telling jokes and loose, keeping things loose at the beginning of the conversation. Then the, the copywriting and the exec would pitch and the account man would take him out for lunch and, and buy him three martinis after lunch. And, uh, and that, so I kind of picture Roger Sterling is always has something funny and insightful to say. And, and uh, it's not just a ha ha joke, but it's often making a point. Um, and I, so it's, it's clearly a key weapon in sales historically. And I think that that certainly has carried over to today, to today as well. Um, so it, it definitely, this is, this is super relevant stuff. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned salespeople using humor to break the ice with their, with their prospects. Do you, do you have examples on how salespeople can, can, can leverage humor to break the ice? Yeah, they hire me. Um, and I help them do it. <laughs> How's that for a sales pitch, people? Um, well, you know, I just want to—I just want to mention one of the things. So, and and it kind of ties back to really how I help. I mean, yeah, we can make a joke about the weather, about the Patriots winning their nine thousand Super Bowl, and that's great. It does make a prospect laugh. It does get attention. It makes you liked, because let's face it, our prospects are all pretty stressed. They're not just distracted; they're stressed. And there's a study that says uh, that 70% of, um, uh, of corporate America over the age of 35 is disengaged with their jobs. In other words, they're mailing it in. They're doing the bare minimum to get their paycheck so they could you know, support their kids, pay the mortgage, you know, take a vacation to Disney World once a year or whatever it is they do. Um, but you know, in short, a good joke has that ability, as you said, to really demonstrate some subject matter expertise, uh, show the prospect you understand their world and their challenge. And if you can make them laugh and, and cut through that noise, um, uh, um, you know, give them a, a, a ray of light in their day and, and make a point, you're gonna be both likable and empathetic, incredible, uh, and, and that all leads to trust. And that's how breaking the ice is, is nice. You can do that with, again, that football joke or the weather joke. If you can really demonstrate you understand them, you're going to show, a, you're going to build trust very early on and it's going to segue to easier conversation. So in my world, I call it roasting your prospects pain. So we've say, all- Say that again? Roasting your yep. prospects what? Pain. Okay. <laughs> so we've all watched, uh, well, I don't know if everyone has, but for those of, for those of people who might be living on Mars, um, roasts or roast battles are all about um, you know, a roast or a comedy roast is when we're, um, there's a, a guest of honor, shall we say, uh, the mm -hmm. roast victim, we'll call it. And uh, there's a number of people, usually other comedians or celebrities, who uh, really write very um, cutting truth bombs about the, the guest of honor that night. Mm -hmm. And the jokes are meant to cut. They can get personal sometimes. 
But really what they're doing is they're, they're kind of insulting the hell out of the guest of honor um, in, in a way that hopefully doesn't cross too many lines. We've all seen it cross lines. Of course, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to roast anybody in sales, but we do want to roast the problem they're struggling with. So if we could point out how impactful the, a problem that we can solve for our prospects is to them through a joke, again, they're going to go, that's funny. Cause it's true. Like how, we're experiencing that all the time. Like, like I want to talk about this more. You're, mm-hmm. You've touched on something in comedy. We say, um, you know, people are triggered and that's not always a good thing because it, because triggered means they're offended and they storm out of the comedy club because we've touched on some subject that's hurtful to them. But when we can do that in sales, when we can trigger the prospect, it's because we're, we're touching on a tragedy that they're dealing with every day and that they're struggling with and that is being repeated over and over and over. And, and if we can trigger them with a joke, we get them talking and opening up. And as salespeople at that point, we become the listeners. Mm-hmm. And we, we get them to sort of spill their guts, to open up because we've really touched on something. And at that point, we're listening. And once we, the more we listen, the better position we will be to prescribe the right solution to their problem. So, so what's an example of that? What's an example of using humor to roast someone's pain and, and then trigger the, the prospects so that they kind of spill the beans for you. Sure. So uh, I was working with a, uh, a sales training company, Value Selling and Associates. Um, and so we're writing jokes for sales executives. Imagine that, this audience perhaps. So mm-hmm. um, the joke I helped them write was, and we have to frame it a little bit. So imagine I was meeting you at a party, Steve, and I'm like, look, Steve, I speak with a lot of senior sales executives uh, just like yourself, and they're all struggling with discounting, long cycles, and slippage. And this makes me sad because the sales executive's problems shouldn't sound like a midnight trip to Walmart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so what I did there in the setup was I started off with three problems that I know a lot of sales leaders struggle with. Um, and these are problems which sales trainers can help with. Um, and then, you know, a good joke is all about leading people down one path, setting expectations, and then subverting those expectations with a good punchline that, that paints a picture. So that, that, that's one. Um, another one is I have a client called Event Moby. And Event Moby makes, um, they're, they're, they're a platform so that event planners can give everybody who attends their conference or event an app mm-hmm. for the event. We've all been to conferences. Sure. And so, you know, the, you know, I asked them, well, what, what pains are your, your, your customers struggling with? Oh, they print out way too many programs and they're stuck with them after. So the joke that they wrote, and this was, I didn't even do this for them. Um, you know, imagine you're calling up a, 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 you know, a conference producer or planner. So I speak a lot of conference producers just like you, and they're all printing programs for, they're still doing that. The most challenging part of printing programs for conferences is finding a recycling bin big enough to put them in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So, I get it. Yeah. Good. So we're, yeah, we're painting pictures about the pains and the impact of not solving those pains. Very cool. Yeah. And, and this is, this is a big part of my goal of, of this session is to show, show our listeners how you do this and kind of start leading them down the path of how they can use this for themselves. So that was a, that was a great example. Um, Talk about, uh, you mentioned also how a salesperson can grab and keep 
the, the attention of their audience with, with humor. Can you dive a little more into that? How, how can you use jokes and humor to, to grab and maintain uh, audience attention? Yep. Well, you know, you guys are all field um, sales folks. Yeah, most of the people on this, uh, listening to this show are, are in field sales. Sure. So let's work backwards. So you're at that initial meeting. Um, you, you sit down. You either have that handshake with your prospect for the first time. There's a great opportunity to tell a joke right there. Maybe you just, you know, you, you kind of let things breathe a little bit. And you, let's say you're presenting from a pitch deck of some kind. Um, you have a bit of a presentation you want to deliver. Um, great time to, um, to sort of roll out a joke right off the top. Or maybe even before you ask that first question, if it's a discovery kind of meeting. So it's like, you, you know, you roll out that joke that again, understands and uh, demonstrates an understanding of why the two of you are sitting down today, why you're having this meeting. And when they laugh, it's a great way to segue to with that said, you know, how are you guys handling this process or, um, you know, where are you looking to improve? So it's a great way to just kick off the question period. So that's kind of in sort of that, that, um, that field sales world. Mm-hmm. However, getting that meeting is challenging and um, marketing and sales development folks that are setting appointments, they're actually probably the, the folks who will benefit the most um, from, from what I do in particular, because those meetings need to get set. Um, and so if there's a great joke that's written about a prospect's pain, it can be um, adapted for cold calls, cold emails, LinkedIn connection requests, SMS. A lot of people are using video technology like, um, mm-hmm. like Drift uh, or, or Vidyard or BombBomb or one of these. Uh, so, you know, very personalized joke delivery through video where um, you open an email and then it's me telling a joke. There's body language involved. There's facial expressions. Maybe I, I really lean on the hacks of comedy and include some props. Um, you know, so there's, there's all kinds of ways to deliver a joke. But in short, if we come back to one of the original reasons why humor is so important today, it's because there's a million people trying to get your prospect's attention. And these are just all ways of standing out and, and again, demonstrating you understand um, the prospect. So you can start a conversation or in the case of field sales reps, have a better one. Yeah, I guess one, one thing that came to mind when you were talking about that, like I, I have these uh, training videos for sales that, that I made a little while back and, and we, were, we were sending around emails and it, like we, Badger sends out emails of like, you know, content like these, the, these shows and other content that we find that other people make that's really good that we want to share and, um, and, and, and we were sharing the, one of these videos, the, the best click through rate on any email of this nature that we ever got. I have this one video on how to dress for sales. And at one point I like start, I start out and I'm like dressed in a cowboy outfit basically. That's like, but a super goofy one. And then I like, you know, the point is that I, you know, how you're dressing affects how people perceive you. And then I snap my fingers and I'm in like, you know, a nice business, you know, sport coat and slacks and stuff. And, uh, and, and, and we just did like a little gif of, of that part. Cause it's pretty funny looking, right? Like I'm in just, just in this crazy way. And then it, I, I flip over to, uh, to, to being dressed in a, in a normal way for a, a business executive. And, and, uh, just the five second gif of that was in the email that we sent out. It was just replaying that over and over. And we never had a higher click through rate than we did when we did that. Cause it was funny, right? It engaged people and they, they made them curious and, um, it was just interesting to them, I think. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of prospects are receiving the same types of emails. They're getting the same types of cold calls. I can't even tell you how many prospects I've spoken to who says, my, my script is pretty unique. I call up a prospect and say, hey, this is Steve from X. Uh, can I have 27 seconds of your time? <laughs> That's their big pattern interrupt. And everyone does that. And yeah. it's not unique at this point. And I know 27 seconds, wow. How'd you come up with that precise? But it's, it's just, it's been done to death. Um, mm -hmm. And people need to find new ways to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, no, I, 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 I love what you're talking about here. Um, how, how should a salesperson get to know their audience better? How do you, like, it, you can be funnier if you understand your customer and, and your audience for a joke. What kinds of things are, are important to know and how would you get to know them before you're, you write a joke for your audience? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. I mean, if we think about it, um, a good comedian has to know their audience. So uh, I, was, uh, I was doing some stand-up recently uh, at a fundraiser and the audience, it was actually a fundraiser. I'm not making this up for the Canadian Heart of Hearing Association. So people in the audience were, were wearing hearing aids and, and um, there was, it was actually a fully accessible show. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, before I went up there, I sort of had to look at my material and go, what, what are these people gonna relate to? What are they not? So I asked some questions of the producer um, and you know, I figured out a way to, to just appeal to them. Um, but I think the first step is, you know, every prospect is that someone new who could receive a joke that, that, that's good about, again, the problem you solve, I don't want to limit it to just problems. Maybe it's your differentiator. Maybe it's your value. Maybe it's a classic objection that you hear from every prospect and you have, you can shut them down through a joke that handles the objection. Mm -hmm. um, so there's different ways to adapt humor throughout the buyer's journey. Um, I was just thinking but, about Tommy boy when he, he gets an objection and that, uh, <laughs> where, where the guy's like, well, your competitor has a guarantee. And Tommy boy's like, I mean, a guarantee, I could take a dump in a box and, and stamp guarantee on it. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look how successful uh, that, what were they, a gasket company or a brake pads company? Yeah, brake, right. yeah, he, he got the sale. I mean, he yeah. got the sale. So there, there's, yeah. now we can't all, we can't all be Tommy boy. <laughs> no, no. But at the end of the day, our prospects are micro audiences. There are audiences of one or two, or maybe if you're making a field sales presentation, up to five. But you have a little audience in front of you at, at every point with the prospect. So it's, I, I like to look at, I don't want to, again, know who their favorite uh, basketball team is or where they went to college. Uh, I, I don't care about any of that. I care about if I'm selling to CFOs, what are CFOs trying to achieve? Or maybe what's the company trying to achieve? Maybe go to their website, look at, look at their, their annual report if that's available, if they're a publicly traded company. Um, just look at their company values. Look at well, what is CFOs? Um, what are their, what's their mandate? Where are CFOs looking to improve in 2020, for example? Uh, they want to cut costs. They want to make money. That's all good. Those, those are very generic things uh, that CFOs are looking to do. Uh, cut costs, control the budgets, um, you know, create, help increase revenues. Not necessarily CFOs' job, but they're concerned with the, with the income and outflow of cash. That's a little too generic in, in my books. Uh, how are they going to achieve both of those things or, or CEO? How are they going to achieve increased revenues? What tactics can they take? What roadblocks can they move away so that they can cut costs? So digging in deep to the reasons why people are making, uh, are, are, are not earning the money they want or 
spending too much, that's a great way to really understand your prospect. And, and so you could touch upon um, the things that they need to see happen so that they can be successful in their professional role. And so that their company could succeed. That That's the first way I would go about doing it. Okay. So may I add one other thing actually? Mm -hmm. So um, there's, there's strategic challenge and there's tactical challenge. So a CFO is focused on strategic stuff. However, if I'm selling to an accounting manager within a company, maybe on a new expense tool or something like that, um, we speak in different types of, of pain. They, they have different things that are impacting them more at a tactical level. So maybe I don't want to speak in strategy to that manager of accounting. I want to speak in terms of tactical things that are hurting them um, in trying to succeed in their role. But then let's say I have to go get, um, a sig let's say I have to go sell the CFO on it. I'll sort of adapt my, my, my humor for, for something a little bit more strategic. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and so in my mind, a lot of people have the misconception that some people are just funny and maybe people think I'm, I'm just not funny. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I shouldn't try to be like some people are just funny and I'm not. So I'm, you know, but one thing that struck me with, uh, uh, well, a friend of mine's a comedian and it's a lot of like desk work and thought. And like when they, when they are writing their material, it's, it's, it's got a lot more to do with like writing essays than, than just being a funny person. Like they're, Correct. they're scripting out, you know, there's wordsmithing every word and practicing the exact delivery, um, in front of mirrors. Um, you know, it's, it's really a, a, something that you work on and you develop and you, and, and, and you practice it. Right. And, and to get, to get to develop this skill, that's what salespeople need to do as well. Um, could you tell our, our audience a little bit about your process for <laughs> developing a joke? How do you, how do you craft jokes? And, and in particular, how do you craft jokes around your prospects, pains and challenges so that you can actually advance the sales cycle? Yeah. I mean, I don't live my process. I don't live my own customers um, worlds. So I'm sort of, when I work with them, I'm trying to sort of pull the funny out of, out of them. I'm trying to get them to really paint a picture of their prospects and how they're being affected by the problems which they can solve. So I'm getting them to capture all that. Um, I'm getting them to rephrase things. So I think unfortunately too many younger sales reps in particular get, get trapped in the buzzwords and jargon um, that, that marketing um, spits at them and puts on their website. And at, at a certain point there's this breakdown because I personally believe marketing folks need to go to sales training. I think everyone needs to get on the same page because they're all, they really have the same goal as educating customers or prospects and, and, um, and, and relating to them. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Everyone on my marketing team has done a stint on our sales team. They either started as a, in a, in an internship role that in, included some like SDR work or, um, or they've covered, they've covered sales calls. They've, they've all been involved in the sales process. And I feel like that really has strengthened them in their ability to, to, take part in marketing activities that are better able to connect with customers because they actually know the customers. I try, to, I try to do the same thing with our product and engineering teams. I try to have them truly understand the customer because it, it, if you don't do that, you end up making things that customers don't really want or designing mm -hmm. things in a way that customers aren't optimized for your customers. Everyone in the whole company, I believe, needs to truly be inside the head of your customer and really know them. 
Yeah, I'm blown away by uh, the fact that marketing still lives in a bubble quite often. And, you know, they have their ideas for what prospects want to hear. But sales reps are the people who really live and breathe uh, the customer interactions. They'll feed it back to product. And then, you know, I get the impression, maybe I'm wrong here, but the product will work with marketing on like, you know, so it's a bit of broken telephone, I think, at that point. And, and marketing tries to flower it up. And if you're a young sales rep, very often you'll, you'll lean on a website. Um, you know, I'm sure every, every, every company culture develops some jargon, but the customers don't always relate to that jargon. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sales trainers might pass it down and, you know, there's a language that's being used. So I try and get sales teams to figure out, you guys are using this language, but it, it's sort of meaningless. Um, you know, I know you guys use it and maybe your prospects kind of understand it, but what if you could talk in simpler terms? And so that, that, that's a part of the process. Um, I get them to identify keywords and phrases within, you know, uh, the problem or different ways of expressing that problem. You're asking where the joke comes from. Yeah. What's the process for developing a joke? How do you craft jokes around your prospects, pains and challenges? Um, you know, yeah. What's the process for making it and how do you make it for their, for their particular pains and challenges? Yeah. For first step is you really need to understand your micro audience, AKA your prospect, what's, what's important to them. Um, and then you need to take the problem and really look at it from different angles and explore it and understand how does this pain impact the micro audience? Um, and, and then there is a, there is a, there is a formula um, for assembling jokes. There's a number of them. There's about, there's about 10 joke formulas. Some are quite, familiar to most people not um <laughs> well that's i'm not kidding i'm quite kidding. yeah i know i, I know you're kidding <laughs> who's there yeah, it's a joke uh, it's a joke <laughs> yeah no, it's it's an old one at that um but but in short it, it's all about really um expressing yourself in different ways and finding parallels analogies ways to compare one thing to another um because really a good joke can paint that picture of why something is terrible or why something is helpful. And, um, you, you know, it, it really requires you to, to look at every aspect of a particular premise or topic and just get everything you can about that. There's down on paper, there's nothing wrong. So if we're talking a classic pain or what's a pain that you're struggling with right now in, in your business? I mean, our biggest challenge is, is people finding out that we exist because there's lots of people, there's lots of field salespeople that have to deal with the problem of figuring out who they're going to focus on when they're in the field and manage their time in the field. But that doesn't mean that they, are, they have said to themselves, this is a big enough problem that we want to actually deal with it now in this quarter. You know, I think, I think a lot of people hear about us and, you know, maybe they, they see the basics of, of what we do, but they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we should, we should probably solve that problem. Our sales team would, would be more effective if we solve that problem. You know, maybe 5% more effective, maybe 20% more effective. We, we should do, we should deal with that right after we do, you know, this other laundry list of things, right, right after we get the CRM running the way we want it to be running, then we'll, once we capture that unicorn, then we'll, uh, then we'll, then we'll add this onto our CRM, as, you know, but first let's get the basics right. And, you know, so there's always, uh, everyone has, everyone in sales leadership has 20 things they know they could be doing. Um, well, like, like having their 
helping their sales reps develop better jokes. Uh, another good example, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, they, no one would say, no, this is stupid. Why would I, why would I want my salespeople to be, to have some funny, funny, but relevant jokes? No one would ever say that, but they, but they may say the same thing that they say when they look at our thing, like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that would be useful. I should probably deal with that, you know, next year. <laughs> so that's our biggest challenge is getting something from being number eight on their to their to-do list to in the top three, which are the top three things that will actually get done. Right. So your problem is getting on people's radars. Yeah. Get it, letting them know that this even exists is, is one big right. problem. And then the second problem is once they know it exists and, and you know, generally when people know it exists, they're like, yeah, if I have a field safe sales team. This, the stuff these guys do would be helpful to us, but getting them to actually put this in their, their go, going from their, I should do this eventually list to I'm going to do this next quarter list. I'm going to start right. my trial, you know, next month list. Well, we can write a joke about how if the, like the impact uh, addressed uh, sort of sh that, like, like if they don't address the problem you solve for them, mm -hmm. what will the impact be on their business? Well, the, the biggest impact is that their, their reps are just a, a little uh, less effective when they're in the field. So they tend, they don't, they don't, if they don't have a map of all of their customer information for, for each of their sales reps that they can manipulate the information geographically on, they tend not to focus on the correct customers because they tend to uh, either zoom too far in on their map and focus on people that are all in one certain area, even though they're not that important, or they zoom too far out and kind of hit all the easy stuff, but then they, they end up zigzagging around their territory. Whereas if they, if they know who to focus on and who's most important, they can build routes that are that go to go to those people, and they can do it in a way that makes geographic sense, meaning they're not zigzagging all around town, and they can do it in a way that makes time-based sense, meaning they can they can figure out, okay, well, I'll be able to get to this one on time, and then I'll be able to get to this thing at this time, and throughout my whole day of of eight meetings. Well, so you you just you you literally you literally did some writing there, not comedy writing per se, but you got it all down, right? Um, mm -hmm. if, if you were, if you had a pen and paper, I would say, write all that down, type it all out. But then I think, uh, something you, something you didn't mention was they're wasting gas. They're, they're going mm -hmm. in circles, right. um, you know, inefficient routes. Um, you know, we get all this stuff down, we'd find new ways to say all of it. And then ultimately, again, jokes are formulas. We need to sort of assemble the jokes, uh, based on different, you know, we'd find a formula that suits, um, some of the outputs from all of that. So that's how a joke gets assembled, but it really forces us to think about um, a, a particular premise, which is the, the topic that we're writing a joke about, and just get everything down about that premise, but think about it in different ways that allow us to take some leaps. Okay. And, and, and how would people get to understand the, these formulas for jokes? So you, you understand the pain point or the benefit of your product. How do you start how do you put that into a, where do you, where are these formulas that you can start putting these in your, these pain points or benefits into that you can build a joke around? I mean, they're pretty Googleable. Um, or, or people, again, let's come back to that. They hire me and I walk them <laughs> through four or five easy ones. Um, the jokes are quite formulaic in nature. So if you've ever watched uh, stand up or uh, a, a classic sitcom that has set up punchline, um, you know, with the laugh track, Dialogue is very much structure set of punchline. So character X, you know, says, I'm really worried about something. And the smart ass other character 
uh, replies in sort of a punchline format. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why, that's why sitcoms are, you know, so I always wondered as a kid, how come I don't know anybody that talks like this? Because the dialogue has been assembled by a dozen people in a room who are master craftsmen at joke writing. Okay. And so um, if you watch a, a sitcom, you'll be able to see some of the formulas. Granted, it's a little trickier with sitcoms because there's characters and there's sarcasm built in quite often, or the jokes are predicated upon who the characters are, but they're, they're kind of there. Like good joke structure is kind of there. Yeah. Um, okay. And what about, uh, why, why is this important? Why is the process of developing a joke valuable for a sales rep to go through other than just they get a good joke out of the back end? Why, why should a salesperson spend their time doing this? Yeah, it's, it's stuff I kind of mentioned already. I think it forces a sales rep to really go learn more about the premise that they're writing a joke about. So this pain exists. So what? Who cares? Right? It's that classic sales question. Um, why, you know, if there's a topic that we want to write about, it forces the, 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 the comedy writer or the salesperson to just get everything that they can about a particular topic down on a page or a, a Word document um, and, and ultimately just keep saying stuff, even if it's not fully, um, you know, real, shall we say, but it allows people to express themselves and find new ways to say things and find um, words that are impactful, that describe a situation or, um, again, all those impacts of not fixing a pain. Just get it all down. Because it forces us, ultimately, once we do that, to become more conversant. We're expanding our palette of expression through doing it. And uh, at the same time, understanding the prospect way more, even if we don't tell a joke. Jokes are sometimes just the cherry on on the sundae uh, or the gravy on the sundae for those people who really have uh, weird dietary um, tastes. So, (laughs) Well, what what about where else can... So I, I'm, I'm trying to think about where, where I've seen comedy used. I, I've certainly seen comedy used effectively in like cold email sequences. Um, I've seen, what, what about like uh, when, when a prospect has gone quiet, can, can you use comedy to restart a conversation with a, is there a way that you'd recommend to do that with it, to restart a conversation with a prospect after a, a conversation has, has gone quiet with someone that was kind of kicking the tires on your I mean, the one thing, yeah, the one thing I would not recommend is do that whole, like you fell into a hole and eaten by an alligator or whatever that cliche email that a lot of people sent. Yeah, yeah, I've sales, seen that too much. They, they, everyone hates it at this point. I'm sure like in, in 2002, it was kind of clever, but, mm-hmm. um, but today it's not. Um, you know, if you want to re, in, reignite a conversation, I mean, I'm always about sending the prospect something of value mm-hmm. um, and maybe acknowledging uh, why it's a value to them. Um, so you're, you're giving them value, you're being entertaining and uh, just making sure you're on their radar without being too beggy. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can jokes or comedy make salespeople more credible or more memorable? Um, well, like I said, um, Definitely, if you can demonstrate that you, un- you tell a joke that 
has understanding of the prospect embedded in there and it demonstrates that understanding of the problem or maybe um, the competitive landscape um, or, or where the company wants to go. Um, you know, again, it's show me, you know me. And if you could tell a joke that says, hey, Mr. Miss Prospect, I get you. I'm speaking your language um, and you're, you're funny. You, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to go a long way. Excellent. Well, now I'd like to enter the, the next section of the show is called Sales in 60 Seconds. Quick questions, oh, quick answers. This is terrifying. <laughs> it is. Uh, what are your top tips for reps who want to become better at crafting jokes? Yep. Uh, the first thing is maybe keep a diary of some kind or a journal. Maybe that's a better word, not a diary. Maybe at the end of the day, just, just do a verbal mind dump. Just keep typing as long as you can or writing. Uh, talk about your interactions with your prospects. What went well? What didn't go well? What'd you learn? What was same old? Just get it all on a page and just keep adding to it. And patterns will start to form and you'll start to see commonalities. And, and you know, when, the more you understand your, your base of prospects, the more you'll be able to relate to them on that human level. Mm -hmm. I, I used to, uh, I guess I still do. I have a spreadsheet and a Google doc of, of jokes that I have run into that are funny that I, and I just keep them in that Google doc so I can reference it every now and again and, and remember, remember the jokes, remember to tell them that sort of thing, just to remind me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and jokes, jokes can be repeated and that's the beauty of them. Um, you can tell the same joke to, you know, a thousand prospects. They've never heard it. You might get tired of it, but as long mm -hmm. as you maintain your enthusiasm and you make it part of your talk track, uh, it's going to make you seem very personable and knowledgeable. Well, and, and a whole sales team can use the same jokes. That, that's, that's one thing that I think is, is, is an important thought here is a few great jokes that really work for your business in your situation, a whole, a whole sales team can, can, can use. So if one guy on the team is just has, has clients and stitches, uh, you know, figure out what he's figure out what he or she is, uh, is saying to them and, you know, you can, you can, other reps can use those same jokes. Maybe they're that's not right. quite as funny in their delivery, but you know, they're the, the, the same. Often jokes will live within a sales team and, and just not get used or, or uh, you know, kind of spread across the sales team. Well, that's it. A joke can go viral within the sales team. Sales reps aren't stand-up comedians. You can steal each other's jokes. Your job isn't to make, uh, to demonstrate that you're an original artiste. <laughs> it's, to, it's to drive revenue. So yeah. definitely if you're a sales rep and your team is struggling and they're looking for new door openers, share the joke with them and your, your, your manager will be pretty grateful. There was one other thing which you asked earlier, which uh, I had an interruption, as you might recall, um, which distracted me. And uh, we talked about the idea of um, being hilarious, some people being hilarious and some people not. Um, you know, I'm not the funniest guy in the room. I've been doing stand-up eight years, but when I'm at a party, I'm not necessarily that person who's getting all the attention and everyone's, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not engaging full rooms of people when I'm at a party um, or, or a conference or what have you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of quiet. When you know me, I'm kind of funny. And on stage, I'm funny. Um, but really what I'm saying is that if anyone's ever, you know, and a very small percentage of people are naturally funny all the time and just quick-witted and gregarious. And I'm not teaching that. I'm teaching people who have a sense of humor who have laughed at a joke or have um, repeated a joke they saw on TV, I'm helping them craft a joke that they can lean on to help uh, demonstrate that expertise and that credibility right at the gate. 
Um, and I, I, that's why the, the, the sort of the, sub the subtitle, I guess, of commandeering for sales teams is funny enough. Because you mm -hmm. don't need to be hilarious. You just need to be funny enough to start a conversation, make them like you, and, and get the ball rolling. So I, 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 you can't teach people to be naturally hilarious. That's built on their life experience. Um, and I don't make that claim. But I do think that if everyone has in, in, that I'm working with has a mild sense of humor and we write one good joke, for example, and they could all start telling it with some, some degree of competence, they're all going to become, the team will collectively become funnier. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's, the, maybe that's an exercise that everyone can do is just, you know, when you, if you're a sales manager inviting the team to a, uh, to a group meeting, you can say, hey, at, at the end of the meeting, if anyone's got a good joke that they use with customers, um, kind of tell it and show us how you use it in a, in a meeting. Because I, I would guess that there's at least somebody on the team that has figured out something funny that is poignant in the way that you're describing that, you know, that works. And if, and if not, maybe if, if no one's thought of anything, then, then it can be the, uh, the jumping off point for a conversation about how you guys can, how a team can get that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. I, I see this as being an asset, like a case study, right? Like a great case study for this industry. This is, is an asset when you're selling into that industry. A, a great joke is, is an asset. You just want it in your pocket. Yeah. It's part of your talk track. It's part of your utility belt, as I like to say. Yeah. Um, so if you, what, what are some don'ts? Are there any, are there any gotchas or landmines when it comes to comedy and sales? <laughs> no, just let it rip, say whatever, be as offensive as you can. Your prospects will love it. No, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot. Uh, so, so that's part of, uh, uh, maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding with what I do. Um, I'm not teaching people to be offensive. We need to color within the lines. We never want to say anything to a prospect that could set them off and make them go, huh? So obviously we never want to crack a joke if it involves um, gender, uh, politics, religion, uh, sexual orientation, um, ethnicity or, or culture. We don't want to punch down in the marginalized society, um, you know, folks who are handicapped in any way. We don't want to uh, punch down on anyone's suffering. Um, we want to keep everything clean within a business context and inoffensive, um, but clever. Tell that to Dave Chappelle, right? <laughs> well, uh, if he doesn't want to train sales teams, I'll, I'll take those gigs. <laughs> You'll take those leads off of him, huh? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He can stick to the clubs. There you go. Yeah. The $50 million uh, Netflix or HBO specials. Um, well, what, uh, which movie should every salesperson watch and learn from? Oh dear Lord. Um, I don't think, I'm not going to recommend a sales movie. I just think people should pick, um, watch, watch a stand-up comedy special or better yet. You know what? Scrap that. I think a great idea is to go watch a five minute, a comedian delivering a five minute segment on a talk show. Um, or, or even go live, go, go live and watch, go, go to watch down comedy live and go watch someone you've never heard of. Go to a show in your city. That's like a, like a, a comedy showcase of comedians you've never heard of and watch how five or six or seven of them get up there. You don't know them. You've never heard of them and see if they make that connection with, with the audience. And actually something I teach is you can learn a lot from watching really good stand-up comedians as a salesperson, but you can also learn more by watching truly terrible ones. 
because the terrible ones don't know how to build that connection and rapport um, with the audience. And in comedy, you have like 20 seconds to earn another 20 seconds of attention. Um, and the bad comedians don't know how to get attention and they certainly don't know how to win it back after they've dug themselves into a hole. Mm -hmm. So sorry to answer your question, but I think that's a more valuable exercise mm -hmm. for people is to go watch stand-up comedy and just, just go to a, don't go see a big name because they know what they're doing. Go watch a group of comedians you've never seen. I don't necessarily recommend open mic because that can be pretty painful. But, but go to a book show. There's, in every city, you go on Eventbrite, you'll see those shows. They cost 10, 15 bucks. They'll, they'll, they'll advertise a bunch of names and they, it might sound like you're supposed to know them, but don't worry, you're not. Um, but, but odds are they're funny. There's a lot of funny people out there holding their craft and just, just go watch in eight minutes how they, they, they build a connection with the audience or don't. I love it. Um, if you had to name one critical skill that a salesperson needs today, which skill would it be and why? Uh, I think it's empathy. Um, because again, it's not important what we're selling. It's important if we can help the prospect. And to know if we can help the prospect, we need to really, you know, to, to you know, cheesy cliche, put ourselves in their shoes mm -hmm. and understand what they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, the problems they struggle with, how it impacts them uh, and their company. And do we have a solution to that? Great. We should talk. And this is, this is why. And if we don't, um, no harm, no foul. Let's move on. What's something that a salesperson who wanted to become better at comedy and wanted to incorporate uh, this into their, into their craft, what's one thing that they could do daily um, to, to improve themselves over the course of a month? Again, I think, I think, the big thing is to just document everything. Um, you know, try and capture maybe some, some unique customer scenarios or prospect scenarios. Um, you know, storytelling is also an important component to selling and humor is a part of storytelling. So try and capture those customer stories. Um, think about maybe a, a customer you've helped and, and tell the before and after version of it. And, you know, keep telling the story. And the more you tell something, the more natural it comes out. And the more confident you are with the story and comfortable you are with it, there's more room for levity in there. Um, mm -hmm. And the trick is to find recreatable moments that allow you to make that story impactful um, over and over. As an actionable takeaway, what should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step towards adding comedy into their sales meetings? I would try and just map out who their prospect is and what's important to them and what they're trying to achieve and, and then kind of list the pains that you could solve for them and how those pains are helping them uh, getting in the way of them achieving those objectives. That's the first step. It's just about getting, it's not about being funny right at the gate. It's just about documenting things. All right. Well, I'm going to try to summarize the wisdom that you've uh, dropped on us here today, John. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, so first, uh, John found that there are many parallels with comedy and sales. Uh, one being that there's a ton of failure and rejection in both stand-up and sales. Jokes can help you capture your prospect's attention and, and hold it. A good joke will make you more relatable. It'll start more conversations and you'll be able to get more done in those conversations because of the trust that you've built. Using humor to break the ice 
can help you get your prospects' attention and make you more likable. Uh, you can try, you know, to, for, the, for breaking the ice, you can try a weather joke or a football joke, but, but uh, to go, the next step would be to roast your prospects' pain, trigger your prospects with a joke about their pains. That can actually help them open up, facilitate conversation, and, uh, and, and actually help you in your sales cycle. A good comedian needs to know their audience. Um, and obviously as a salesperson, it's also important to adapt your humor to every prospect. Understand what your specific prospect is looking for to improve and figure out how they plan to achieve that goal. There are a bunch of formulas for, for writing different jokes. Um, one process for formulating a joke is first you write about your prospect's pains. Next, you find better ways to talk about those pains. And then once you're sitting there empathizing and, and uh, basking in the pain, you can start crafting a joke about, about your prospect's pain. The process for formulating these jokes is, is, is important because it forces salespeople to really dig into these problems and better understand their, pro their prospects and, and marinate in, in, in what's, what's, what their challenges and pains are. Um, so John, this has been so useful for people to understand and, and really important and a great, a great tool to put on the sales tool belt. Where, where can our listeners read more about your work? How can they get in touch with you should they want to um, tell us about yourself? Sure. Uh, first of all, I just want to congratulate you. Um, you are my very first clone. Uh, you did a great job of articulating all the things that, that I bestow upon my clients. And as, as I'm looking to scale my business, I'm just going to appropriate you and you're just going to go out and deliver these workshops now because I think, you know, the spiel and the drill. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready, stuff. coach. I'm, just tap me in. I'm ready to play. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, John Fogarty. And um, uh, you can find me at John Seelig. And there's no H in John. It's J-O-N-S-E-L-I-G.com. That's my website. LinkedIn is a great spot to find me. I put out a fair bit of content. It ends up on my website as well. Uh, I put out videos, blogs, all related to the parallels between sales and stand-up and things I've learned from the stage that would benefit salespeople, things that I learned in my sales career that would you know, lend to good humor, and uh, all with the goal of helping sales reps become more conversational, more likable, more trustworthy, and more empathetic. Fantastic. Well, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from learning how to use humor in sales, share the love and forward this on to them. Um, please leave a rating for the podcast. If you find these helpful, it really helps uh, spread the word that, that we've got this resource for field salespeople. John, thanks for coming to the show and take care until next time, everybody. Bye.